Hey, welcome Hello. to the patch. Hello. This time brought to you by MeUndies, Crunchyroll, and Pizza Hut. We're so many. So many sponsors. And Pizza Hut uh, did us one better and actually got us some cheesy bites. Yeah. Uh, now a choice of seven crust flavors like ranch. We've got shots on top of our cheesy bites. Uh, well, I mean, they go together, right? Take a shot uh, of cheesy bites. Ranch or smokehouse barbecue. Get a one topping now for eleven ninety nine at PizzaHut.com. Thanks again to our friends at Pizza Hut for sponsoring this podcast and for this delicious cheesy bite. I feel a little bit bad about this Where's one. the rest of the cheesy bite? Okay, wait. It's funny that you should for ask all of you guys who will be attending RTX, hold on this weekend. Please stop by our hashtag RetroBytes Arcade powered by Pizza Hut to compete in our hashtag RetroBytes Arcade Gaming Tournament. Remember, check out the Cheesy Bites Pizza on at PizzaHut.com and get a one topping for $11.99. I promise. Usually, it comes as a whole pizza. We okay. Well, so we'll talk about what happened to the pizza because it's funny that Ryan like indignantly asks, like, what happened pretends to the pizza? he doesn't know what happened to the pizza. He was the one who ate the pizza. Oh, I spit everywhere. All right, look. Sorry. Um, usually, <laughs> we're you know we're at five well, four o'clock, and so the other RT podcast is always getting pizza. We never got pizza, and so they were going to sponsor this time. I was like, hey, we should, you know, what I haven't tried the cheesy bites. I feel like we should have one so that we can test and so I can say nice things about them. And so we got one. But as it turns out, um, it was a show pony that we're supposed to display to the audience as a whole pretty pizza. Which we, we didn't know. And right. so. I, don't lay this all on me. I'm not the only one who ate of the cheesy bites. You were the, the first bites. one who ate the cheesy bites. You you first partaketh of the cheesy bites. Right. I you did shove a bite. Partaketh, we partaketh. Shall taketh the blame. <laughs> and thou art you, They're Ryan. good. They're pretty good. So I like them a lot. This is the audio podcast. <laughs> Part of the pizza's missing. Thou art you. Thou art you. No shame. I ate the cheesy bites and they were good. <laughs> Hashtag the patch. Also, I was able to point out that Muriel was like, if Ryan jumped off a cliff, would you do it too? And then she looked at me and she's like, not you. You would have already done it. <laughs> well, that's because she said, if Ryan and Meg jumped off and you were like, yes. Yeah, jumping off the cliff. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I said yes too. Yeah. Well, there you absolutely. go. We're all cheesy you biting know, on the way down. You survive a long fall if you land on another body, right? Wait, we're already at the bottom waiting for you, buddy. The trick right, is exactly. not to go alone. Right. Um, or first. It's dangerous. Take this. It's all good. Cheesy bites. That yeah. should be their These slogan. Mm-hmm. So, sorry about that, audio listeners. Yeah, I'm just gonna go. Mm, this is what it sounds like to be good. Um, we got a lot. Of, a lot of, we got a lot of actual news today, which yeah. is cool because it's been kind of a Gamescom while. Gamescom started. Yeah. Which is nice. And then they talked about a bunch of things. Yeah, they it's, said F you to E3 and just went for Gamescom. So Xbox did. PlayStation's super weird. They skipped Gamescom. PlayStation like skipped Gamescom. They don't have. They didn't do a press conference. They're not doing live streams. They're saving it all for Paris Games Week in October. But the reason that like that confuses me because October the the games the holiday game season has already started. That's when everything is coming out. And aren't we still kind of waiting to see what their holiday replacement is for Uncharted? Because that slipped and it was going to be the tentpole. Well. Oh, I was going to say, are they not going to Tokyo? They're, they always do huge things at Tokyo Game Show. I'm sure they'll be there, but they basically, when they said they weren't doing a big thing at Gamescom, they said they'd be at Paris instead. That's so weird. Well, maybe because Tokyo Game Show, actually, the news that comes out of that doesn't really travel beyond Japan much. They're, it's mostly Japanese-exclusive consoles, Japanese-exclusive yeah. games. Do you think that's still like, true? I mean, if, gotta, I feel like that kind of 
spreads more nowadays. It's like our cake dancing music game. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, they had the booby feeling game at TGS last year. Which, yeah. <laughs> bring that around, please. Bring that, that to E3. I think Western audiences yeah. are ready. Uh, the, I think we are ready. Yeah. And We're ready to feel those boobs. Mm-hmm. But the thing we got that, a lot of practice on the real thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The thing that gets me, though, is that it really doesn't spread... <laughs> it really doesn't spread beyond Japan because they keep doing limited edition console. Every TGS is like, here's six li- limited edition consoles that you can only get uh, in Japan. And they never come to the US. You know who's been getting better about that is Nintendo's getting better about that with 3DS. Or they were. I, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the the new 3DS XL stuff. But they at least got better about that towards the end of the, the 3DS XL where finally the special editions were coming out in the US. But the special editions they've got of some of the other consoles, like they had the they announced the Metal Gear Solid a special PS4 that was like the first special PS4 because they announced it in like March or whatever. It was nothing. It was a it was a black PS4 with a basically a faceplate with a Fox emblem on it. It wasn't crazy in any sense of the word. It but wasn't custom, very though. unique. I mean, they usually don't change them up that much. I mean, even yeah. Sometimes though, they're like all red, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, those ones are great. those are cool. Like the really extreme ones, or you get like the 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 cool retro. The super retro one, like you've got, yeah, or uh, like the the Halo one that Xbox One just announced is really cool. It's really nice. Looking. Actually, that was what I was about to mention. It's like, well, okay, it's it's a slightly different color, but it's not really the one thing I was really surprised to see with that one is that it's not coming with an Elite controller. That's what I would have expected to see from a, a limited edition Xbox run at this point. <laughs> yeah, although I can see it being difficult to. It is the it's going to be available standalone as a controller as well. But is that going to be just a normal controller as well? I've and does it come out before the Elite controller itself comes out? Now, that I didn't actually check, so that could be the issue. Let me but look that up. Also, the Elite controllers are going to be kind of expensive. So They're it would 150 probably, bucks, expensive. right? I think so. 150. Or is it, yeah, 150 something. It's, it's up there. So it may have bumped the price of the console. But, I mean, when you're buying a limited edition console, aren't you kind of going for something that's unique and elite and special? And I've, I've never actually plonked down the money to get one of them, but... Uh, I you feel like you want something more than just hey that's a cool paint job. Yeah, so the Elite controller comes out on October thirty first, and the Halo. I mean, it's oh, Microsoft though. Like they could have. <laughs> don't put look that at together. me, camera. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Microsoft. I'm sure could have lump that in if they wanted to. Like, they could have hurried that, get some of the first production line ones off for, to go into that. The first 360 I ever had was that really awesome Master Chief one. Was that was pretty cool. Awesome. Right? They need to do another one like that. I want my foil disc drive, the foily orange mm-hmm. disc drive. Oh, I love that. Did that one, that had custom sounds too, didn't it? Or am I misremembering? There was mm-hmm. there was definitely a R two D two R two D two first one that had custom that sounds. One, that one was awesome. The R two D two console remains, as far as I'm concerned, the best like special edition 360. See, that's Between the old school ones and then the slim, it was by far the best. Modify. Give me some custom colors. Maybe some custom lights. Maybe, you know, change the form a little bit instead of just that, all right, it's the it's a Xbox, it's a PS4 that's slightly different color. Okay, so this does come out, it, this does come out before the <coughs> controller releases. Okay. You're right, they probably could have hurried it, but this, it's not far off. The uh, The Xbox One comes out on October 20th. And the Elite console comes out on the 31st. So they're still really close. But again, that's like, that's considered holiday season. That's when you start putting out your crazy holiday awesome stuff. 
and we're just going to be finding out what PlayStation's plans are. I want to know. I don't know. I, I suspect what you'll see at that is actually a lot more 2016 stuff. Are they are they just playing mind games with me, or are they playing mm-hmm. hard to get? Because now I just want to know. I just want to follow them everywhere and be like, what are you doing? It's working. What are you doing? Look, they got <laughs> you. You're it. on the hook now. No matter what they tell you, they're like, they told me something. Buy it. <laughs> it's weird. Um, I had a theory, though, that they're skipping Gamescom because they don't really need to be there. The the PS4 is outselling 3 to 1 in Europe. PlayStation's always been dominant with the with consumers in Europe. It's always sold better than Xbox. So they might just be like, it costs a lot of money to go to these shows. We don't need to. We'll do Paris instead and it'll all be fine. But then again, there are 330 some odd thousand people at Gamescom. Or there were last year. It's probably even bigger this year. So let's say 350,000 at least. There's got to be a fire marshal cutoff there. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, if, with the way the shows go nowadays, anyway, does the attendance on the floor even <laughs> matter? I mean, we all saw the trailers the day of or the day after. That's very true. I, are you really reaching a unique audience there, or or yeah. an audience that is actually going to make a difference? We actually talked in your story about Gamescom um, about how E3 is so dominant, even though it's so much smaller, because those are people who are actually tastemakers, you know, going in who are going to be reporting this, who are going to be sharing it with an audience, as opposed to people who only are sharing with their friends group. But one of the benefits to something that is consumer driven, I think, is that if you get <clears> like <throat> that's the three hundred and fifty thousand most engaged gamers, like most passionate gamers mm-hmm. in the continent. You know, they've traveled from all over the place. Cologne's not a big city. It's not like those, like the people who go to it are local. Everyone's traveled in. They've made a pilgrimage to go to this amazing game show. They are the most passionate people who are going to evangelize more than anything to their friends or, you know, to their online audiences. There's a lot of European YouTubers who can who maybe didn't make it over for E3, and as people, like, I mean, you know, games media is becoming more and more word of mouth, mm-hmm. normal consumer driven as opposed to traditional games media. So if I feel like Gamescom is becoming more and more important. I don't think E3 is not going to close up shop and, and go do something else because no one's going to turn up <laughs> Never next mind. year or anything. We're going to become a construction show. Right. <laughs> give up. But I do think that it, Gamescom is definitely, like, its star is rising. Well, I mean, any... I, Exactly what you're saying seems to make sense, uh, especially with not so much trailers, I don't think, but anything that you can get your hands on, like things that you could actually have pers- first-person experience with, playable, and then talk about that. Absolutely. I would say um, something that you can't get your – like that you couldn't experience unless you were there and hearing someone talk about it was Microsoft's HoloLens, which Bernie and Gavin and I got to try out. Um, and, and actually, a few of the people got to try out, and we didn't shut up about it for the rest of the show because it was so cool. But that's something that – the audience outside, the external audience, really isn't going to get to... You don't get the same experience. It's not a trailer you can see same yeah. day. It's just not an experience you'd get there. So those kinds of things, I think, are the most <clears throat> important at events like this. Mm-hmm. Well, that being said, so we got quite a few trailers out of Gamescom. <clears throat> yes, um, we did. I think the one that really uh, struck me the most was probably the uh, the Tomb Raider one. Let's talk about it, because it was controversial. Was it? Okay, so what's... It was a bit controversial, because people felt that... Um, this version of Ms. Croft was a little too Assassin's Creed-y, a little too takedown and willy-nilly to kill people, um, and that's not really what we want from Tomb Raider, right? right? Like she was she was uh, isolating guards to take mm-hmm. them down, or stalking them, following them, and then taking them out. Well, that's actually that's funny because that's exactly what I my perception on it was when I watched it was one. 
it felt like a better Assassin's Creed than Assassin's Creed 4 was when it comes to stealth and stalking. At least as far as I've played in 4, which is pretty good ways. I'm like well, 80%. Assassin's Creed 4 is like a really, really awesome sailing game. It is. I mean, it's not really... That wasn't the focus of that one. You're not an assassin, really, to speak of. Uh, at least to, to start with. But this one definitely nailed that stealth uh, killing kind of thing. But it felt so sociopathic. Like right. She didn't feel like the kind of character you would think. And well, in one, she definitely did a lot of the same stuff. There was a lot of very brutal, violent stuff that your character does, but it's all very contextually motivated by the fact that her ship's been attacked. She's trying to defend her friend. She's trying to get her friend back. The people that she's fighting are very clearly. She's like, got like some crazy cultist thing going yeah, on. Yeah, the people that she's she's taking down are generally pretty off the rocker, and um, having just kidnapped her friend and doing some weird ritual to her. This one, because we don't have that context, you're watching her do these things. It's like, I mean, she was kind of like a college student in the first one. Right. And now she's shanking people in the neck? That's, she's changing that's her, her name master's too. studies. Oh, okay. She's, she's, she's got a master's, master's in shanking. shanking. <laughs> okay. She's, she's going to change her last name to Fisher, and then the, the series will continue on. I mean, did that bother you? Did it feel like that was too much? I'd want to see more. Uh-huh. I I kind of like that she's... Although, remember the first trailer we got for this game was her in, like, a, a therapist's office being like, ah, I killed everyone. Yeah. Like, she seemed a little off her rocker. So maybe this is us exploring Lara Croft Maybe it's all rocker. in her mind. None oh, of this is happening. That's deep. That would be the worst game ever. Can you imagine it starts off, she's just this, this wreck, and she's like, <laughs> this thing's going on. Goes to bed one night, kills all these people, and then wakes up in the morning like, oh, it was just a dream. No! <laughs> someone should call. Someone that would should be make, so invalidating. Absolutely. Someone should make DMT the adventure, mm-hmm. and then just make that a game. That's just, I just came up with that. That's for you, audience. <laughs> you just go with that now. You just make a game. Yeah, I always like the idea of, like, I, I get that, when you, she's come up on people and there's there's violence and she has to kill people sometimes, but always felt very like she wasn't looking forward to it. She did it because she had to, not because she was pursuing it, because she had no other option. Right, very More last resort. Yes, as opposed yeah. to she was reluctant. Yeah, as opposed to it seems in some of these situations she could have just continued to sneak. Instead, right. she was just like, "Bob, bitch." Right, and it's like you know, if you gotta pil- kill people, could you just be <clears throat> a little bit reluctant about it? Yeah, I just, just give me some pathos. <laughs> I was, I was, I was actually a little bit. It gave me a, a moment's pause to really worry if I was maybe showing some little sign of chauvinism when it came to this because I was watching. It was like, why, why does this bother me so much? Why is watching? <laughs> oh, because I can't kill Ryan. Well, that was the thing. Ryan, is, uh, no. Well, that's, Ryan, the hourglass. Oh. You failed in the only task you've been given. I was. I had to cheesy bite. We can just go by the loading bar. <laughs> there we'll you go. go yeah. by the loading bar. Uh, people, people keep noticing, like just noticing that the loading bar is actually that <laughs> moving. It moves. That's How long has it been? It's been like that for a long, as long time as now, it's right? Been there, yeah. yeah. Well, as soon as it was on the TV, it was animated. <clears throat> um, but I was concerned that maybe it was was is like why does this particular portraying of this character doing this? Because I've played video games where the character does violent things. Uh, but I thought about. It, I was like, well, in Last of Us, Ellie, you play as her for a while, and she does some pretty messed up things. And I was like, oh, I was fine with that. So it's not a gender thing. It's it just because of the lack of context. Aww. Aww. Meg got a tea delivery. I did. Good, Aww. because some people on Twitter were like, honey, drink some tea. <laughs> I'm trying! 
I had to put blonde extensions in my head and take them out before the show. And I, I thought they looked really good on me, though. Yeah, they looked really good on yeah. you. Yeah, well, you gave me the Jedi. We played. <laughs> Gus and I played with your purple ones the other week. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> the things we that put I, them in, and we're running around like I'm Meg. <laughs> the things that I leave here, like like one time, Adam Ellis combed his beard with my brush, like on a live stream. <laughs> like just like the weirdest stuff happens to the stuff I leave here. So. But yeah, so it was just. I, I think what it came down to for me was just the lack of context in the violence that bothered me. I think it's because it's not even the lack of context for me. It's that we've built up this character as being so young, so ambitious, and so. And at this time, still. Not, I mean, you can't call her innocent after the first one, but she's still on that side as opposed right. to, you know, later yeah. crazy adventures. Right. Well, I even there, like she, she wasn't as violent in the later stuff. I mean, yeah. you, she maybe took her rage out on some bats pretty hardcore. There were some people. But... Maybe this is the Daniel Craig Laura mm. Croft. <laughs> you know, like like the early, like the darker, a little more, touch, and the yeah. more and the more like, I drowned somebody. No, wait, hold this on. Is somebody Nolan's else. Laura Croft. Right. Somebody, <laughs> somebody else drowned the girlfriend in oil. Drowned the girlfriend in oil. Which one yeah. are we talking about? I don't know. One of the Daniel Craig ones. Mm. Not the last one, but I think it was the one before that. Quantum yeah. of Solace, no, maybe? No one talks about that one. For, I don't know. For good reason. I'm bad with my James Bond. All I know is that the, the the Daniel Craig ones are so much, like, they're darker and grittier and more serious than, say, who was the dude with the blue eyes who was in the ones with the Halle Berry? Oh, oh Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. There we go. Within, like, the Pierce Brosnan ones. Those were a lot more I never know out. any James Bond trivia, so I got really excited to know his name. <laughs> you got one. The, one. the one that was also in the movie um, with Robin Williams. First where of all, he, he was, was in Dante's Peak. Pierce Brosnan's Whoa. finest, one of my favorite right. films. He was in that. Love that movie. But also it, the the um, Bond films that he was in. There was one where they did the invisible cars that everybody was really pissed off about. You guys remember that? They were like on. <laughs> yeah, it was cars. so yeah. great. Everyone was really mad, and I was uh. like, "Oh, it's cool." It's not cool. All right, it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. They've got the. They're already kind of teasing the tech car for the new one so new daniel craig will have some sort of gadgety car but he's not driving an aston martin in this one now right like he's they've changed the bond car you know it's fine this isn't james bond cast i don't know cars. i don't know they they showed me a picture of it and i was like oh yeah that's cool that looks expensive yeah probably Um, someone paid a lot i think it's now he's like he drives a bmw or something somebody (laughs) tell me on he's driving a toyota it's actually he's got a celica or something no any given sunday he he wants a super bowl and drives off in a hyundai (laughs) Um, I guess people are saying that they've uh, that they're agree. Um, what is it? Um, Alan Guzman on Twitter says there's no context to why she's killing. That's why I feel so strange. With Nate Drake, you can assume bad people are after him, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. But he also is kind of a dick and steal shit from foreign <coughs> countries. Yeah. Well, and I haven't seen the animations of that. But does he violently shank people right in the throat too? Because she was going after that jugular. Yeah, she gets a, she gets a lot of blood. She just like yeah. I mean, she, she was getting in there, paints the walls, and then she's covered in it, and it's just really. You haven't seen the cutscene yet where she like pulls it off her face and licks. Like, ah. <laughs> or she she turns around and she's wearing one of their faces. Like, <laughs> <laughs> turns to her friend and goes, "Who am I? <laughs> oh no, don't kill me! We should just make it the most fucked up game possible." <laughs> that got real dark real it's quick. Like, it's just like Tomb Raider. <laughs> I'm Face Raider now. Cool. <laughs> That 
sounds like one of the like the knockoff disguises that you'd see in a Metal Gear game. I mean, after that, this cardboard box and then you're the enemy's face on I top like, of your face. I like the idea of him just like putting an enemy's face on the cardboard box. <laughs> Guys, I think no, look, just, I'm Frank. I'm Frank. I think we just figured out like an RT short. Just Tomb Raider, just sponsor us because we'll make there we go. the most fucked up thing that doesn't advertise your game in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. That was the movie that he was in with. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Where he, he was, was the, the new boyfriend. Mm. I'm really bad with the names of movies, team. but I can remember <laughs> the other movies that all the co-stars were also in. It's weird. So you're like half of the Kevin Bacon game ready to go. I'm half yeah. the Kevin Bacon game. game. The game. The game. The game. The game. <laughs> Let's see. What else did we get out of GameCon? Um, was... They confirmed Mafia 3. They did. That trailer also fairly brutal, but not as intense as Tomb Raider. Yeah. There's, um, I was hoping to see some more stuff with Kingdom Hearts always. Uh, no Legend of Zelda, as far as I know, at Gamescom, which is weird because they skipped E3 this year as well after showing at E3 last year. So I'm still wondering what's going on with that game. I hope good things, but... Maybe it was in the truck with all those Amiibos when it got stolen. Oh, my God. Did you, in fact, did you hear that um, Amiibo has sold like 10.5 million units, something like that? It's way outsold Wii U. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense, though. Because well, you can well, use it with more just multiple. the Wii U, right? Well, but you also you get multiple Amiibo. Like, you're not going to... Mm-hmm. Well, I have only... I was like, you're not just going to get one. I have one. <laughs> but most people have... You have one? Yeah, I have Toad. You only have one? Yeah, I only have one. How did you stop at one? Because I only wanted Toad. Well, what if they I'm make a toad. different Toad? I would get it. If they made a Captain Toad, go. I would also get him. There you they go, only Nintendo. Make one toad. I just told you how to sell Well, another... they're going to make a Captain Toad one. I think they announced the Captain... Well, because Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is going to work with Amiibo, so they've got to make a Captain uh... Toad Amiibo. Does it not work yet? Isn't it almost a year out at this point? It, I don't, it might work now, but I don't, you don't have a Captain Toad Amiibo yet to put in there. So I don't know what you do with the Amiibos. You just hold it and treasure it and love it and I'm, hug it. I'm, Gus and I are so convinced that game's a hit and nobody else cares about that game. <laughs> you were the only two yeah. I ever hear talking about Captain yeah, Toad like Treasure Dragon. Yeah, the, it was a few weeks ago. You guys were talking about, you're like, Wii U, you're like, of the big hits, I can think of Captain Toad. And I'm like, what? You, what? Ca- ca- Captain Toad? I, I cosplayed Captain Toad and no, not one person <laughs> the whole day. They were like, what, do you, what, is, what is that thing? I'm like, I'm Captain Toad. And like, yeah. there's a different Toad? Is it, what is that? I don't, I don't know. Is that a wart? You got yeah. a wart? On your head, Did you, you make right? up this outfit? No, this is what he wears. <laughs> oh, uh, James Bond is driving the DB10. Oh, so it is an Aston Martin. It is. It's the Aston, it's the Aston it was, Martin DB10. Previously, it was BMW. Now they're back to Aston Martin. Doesn't it just okay. depend on which car manufacturer is going to pay pay them a bazillion dollars? Well, this traditionally, time the Bond car is the Aston Martin. That's like traditionally his car. And the Vanquish was his very sexy car. That was the one that was see through. And then they stopped making them. Yeah. Uh, this has been all I know about cars. Thank also, you. Um, you could have just not included that, and you would have looked like a new one. Joshua uh, Badel on Twitter reminds us also that Halo Wars Two got announced. Yes. We're getting can there. Can I just say why? Can you say? Can you say why? Can you say know why? why? I wanted to send you an article. I saw an article that was like Microsoft finally has its mic drop moment with Halo Wars Two, and I was what? like, actually, is not going to like this article. Is it like, oops, <laughs> we accidentally announced something? I dropped the mic. Here's the weird thing: it's not that it's, it was Halo Wars was not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination yeah, it could have right. it could have been better but it's rts is a really difficult genre to do <clears> on <throat> console with controllers and in fact it makes me wonder how that like features like the keyboard support if that's going to actually make it a legitimate genre on console but aside from that it just it did 2.3 million units which is fine it's not fun for a halo game 
It's, it's, it's not great for a Halo game, no. It's, I'd say it's probably Which great a for an RTS on a console, right? But it's not mm-hmm. great for a Halo game. I just don't know why they'd be like, and now, Halo Wars 2. I want you to know what the eh? E3. Eh? Eh? You've been waiting, right? Right? <laughs> it just doesn't seem like that was the game that anybody was waiting for. Did they have one of those like moment of silence and then somebody in the was like, yeah. <laughs> somebody just coughed and they were like, there he is. Um, I, I think it was Comic-Con actually where I saw Halo Wars. They had one of those um, areas, like a Microsoft area where you would go up and they had a few different games for you to look at. And everybody wanted to look at, um, I think it was Rome. That, what was that damn? Rise. Rise, Rise, Son of Rome. Rome. Yeah, that damn game. And everybody was like lined up for that. And then they were like, so Halo Wars is over here. And we're like, yeah, so what are we talking about? About Rise? And Major Nelson's like, we also have Halo Wars. And I'm like, it's totally here, guys. Come on. Larry, we're done. Let's go. Rise. Nobody wanted to. We worked so hard. (laughs) It was like a big line for Rise. And Halo Wars was just in the corner, like, hey, guys. Okay. (laughs) It was very sad. Well, I'm going to take a moment here before we continue to talk a little about Crunchyroll. I actually, uh, we, well, I can't talk about that yet, but we did a, a stunt <laughs> thing that we recorded. Uh, but that brought to my mind the fact that I just blew through all of the manga for Attack on Titan and have started watching the anime on Crunchyroll, uh, which I, I didn't realize until recently that uh, not only do they usually simulcast a lot of the more popular shows, but they also have the manga as well. So they only have like the last 10 15 episodes or issues uh but a lot of them as they come out you can also read the manga on Crunchyroll. Very uh, cool. So have you have you watched any Attack on Titan? Yeah, oh you know, yeah. I'm I'm all the way through it. Really? Yes. Have, have did you read the manga and the anime? No, or? I haven't read the manga, so I would love to read it. Manga am I fine. saying it? Right? What, it's fine. Manga. I'm manga. from Georgia. Totally fine. I watched the first episode and noped my way out of it. Yeah, well, it's it doesn't intense. get any better. That's I mean, that's why less... when when people are like, "Oh, it gets worse." Yeah. And I, I I got to the end and went I don't want worse. I will say, I don't think it gets... When we say good or bad, we're not saying, like, it's bad quality. It doesn't get any more emotionally devastating than the first episode. I don't think. I don't think there's ever emotion. There's an, ever a moment that's harder than what happens in the first episode. There's just so? a lot of more violence, but... There's a lot more violence, and no one Violence is I can deal with. Like, yes. They're, and they're gonna... They even occasionally will take time to, like, go back and make you really like some people... And then like you're gonna the people that you already know are dead. They got oh, go. They yeah. they they did a redacted like no, Game no. of Thrones. They didn't redact it. No no no. I'm no, just saying, saying. I'm not, not saying. I'm not oh, saying the thing. I'm right. just saying like the, there's a thing in Game of Thrones yeah, where things. Have, in fact, you, you know what? Spoil, I hear that series. Like, I hear yeah. that series compared to Game of Thrones a lot in the no one is safe kind of yes, mentality. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely say that. There's things that happen that you're like. <laughs> Clearly, this isn't going to happen. We get like that, like, oh, I'm, they're so dumb trying to make me believe this is, this is really happening. Like, that's, that happens a lot in Attack on Titan. So, it's really good. And I was so impressed when we were playing with the Attack on Titan toy. You were like, I just read all the manga. And I was like, look at you. Yeah. Such a moment for you. Oh. No, continue your, okay. your read. Oh. And then someone's brought up a really great point about okay. the thing. Well, their new, uh, the main, they've got a new summer lineup for a simulcast, which includes Roka, uh, Gate, Ushio and Tora and Monster Muzum. Uh, we have an exclusive offer for those of you who are our listeners. Uh, try out Crunchyroll Premium for 30 days free with Crunchyroll.com slash The Patch. Unlimited anime, manga, and drama titles. Newest episodes as soon as one hour after air in Japan via simulcast. All episodes professionally subtitled and all episodes are ad-free in 1080p HD. I can say the whole thing. You got it. 
Thank you. Enjoy access across all devices, Xbox, PlayStation, Wii U, Roku, Android, iOS, Roku, again, again. Apple TV, whatever you got. Uh, that's crunchyroll.com slash the patch. Thank you so much for being a sponsor. Yay. Okay. So, what's the, okay, so this got? is the point um, that uh, Tristan Young at Stolen Labyrinth on Twitter brought up. Uh, we should take into account HoloLens compatibility with Halo Wars too. That could Ooh. be super cool. That could well, be cool. it is launching on Windows 10 as well. Uh, yes. They said, I think they've said at this point there's no plans on backwards compatibility, but it will work with Windows 10. Uh, so yeah, that's really interesting. And I mean, with uh, with let's see, so Windows 10 comes to Xbox One in November. Uh, it's bringing you mean with the it a new dashboard experience. Or? Yes, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be running Windows 10. It's going it, to that's bringing with it DirectX 12. Uh, it's getting all the backwards compatibility with the Xbox 360 stuff. It's getting keyboard and mouse support. Is Xbox One basically a PC at this point? There's a lot of stuff that makes it feel like they're working in that direction. Um, the being able to stream is really nice feature and i've played more with that over wi-fi and it's <clears throat> i mean there's the definitely latency to it but it, it does work really well but so not just not ideal with fps but other genres it's probably yeah fine. i was i'm totally fine playing assassin's creed 4 through it through wi-fi and i've got uh, <clears throat> i don't even have ac i'm, I'm running wi- wireless in so um but the direction they're going definitely with games having kind of more demos early access type stuff you're seeing seeing more of those steam titles arc survivals announced that's coming to consoles i don't know specifically xbox but they're attracting a lot more of those pc developers to bring their titles onto the console and i i got to imagine that some of that is because they're making it more open uh, of platform more like a traditional pc they're getting ready for that steam box competition i know yeah there's been some questions too about whether maybe there'll be some kind of streaming possibility. Uh, yes, it is Steam. coming to Xbox One. It'll launch in Microsoft's version of Early Access uh, this winter. And then um, it'll finish uh, release in sometime <clears throat> in 2016. That's For a cool game. I hope it's... Survival. Arc yeah. Survival, yeah. Survival. So, uh, yes. yes. Um, yeah, it just seems like more and more it's becoming a PC. But I don't know that Steam Machine is really that much of a competition. I think that... that what's the thing they've come with? The, the little... Steam um, Link? Yes, the Link, mm. where you can just plug it into the thing, and it basically like a streams. It's or, exactly. Yeah. It's I think version of a Steam Box, basically. Right. I think that does anything that a Steam machine was designed to do in the first place. Because SteamOS is based on Linux, it just can't run as many games. So you'd have to have a Windows PC in your house to actually run the games anyway, if you want the, the, the bulk of your library. And you have to have a powerful <clears> enough <throat> PC to be able to run them nicely and do all the processing power and then stream it out to that box, which would then just pop it up on the TV for right. you. So really, Steam machines aren't letting you get away without a without a normal PC. It's just a way to get it on your TV, which Steam Link does already. Well, well Steam machines are basically console-looking PCs. Yeah, I mean, right. yes and no. Like, you so they're can, just living room PCs. You can run Windows on those Steam machines as well. So you don't necessarily... It's not a dedicated to Steam OS box. You could easily load it with Windows and it would run because it is a PC in most cases. Right, but what Valve did pretty geniusly actually was let everybody get excited about Steam boxes and then came out with Steam Link because <clears throat> everyone they're selling to already has powerful PCs that they built and that they rely on. And so they're saying, great, screw buying another PC you don't actually need here's a little box that's going to make everything fine and it's 150 bucks <laughs> mm-hmm. don't buy anything else a little, it's a little bit shitty to your hardware partners but yeah. oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely but it is truly very smart in the I, long run and i actually just the other day noticed that <clears throat> that option suddenly was available to me where i had i have two pcs at my desk and uh 
I had Steam open on one because that's what I usually run any of our servers. If I do a dedicated server, I have it over there. And I launched Steam on that machine, and all of a sudden it showed all these games installed. That's really weird. It had seen Steam open on my other computer and was now offering me the ability to stream any of the games installed on my other PC. Fortunately, I was in the middle of setting up a server, so I didn't have time to test it. And I haven't had it work again. Like, I don't know what the sequence is. I need to do more research and do it right. But ever since then, it hasn't seen each other. Weird. I use it. I mean, I've used it before where uh, because we have several PCs in the house, you just stream from one to the other. And that way, you don't have to install Mm-hmm. The same game on a bunch of different machines. That's right. I think I saw you doing that once. Yeah, and it it worked great. It worked. I mean, I mm-hmm. again, I wouldn't play an FPS with it probably, but you know, like a side scroller or a puzzle game or an RTS or anything like that worked totally fine. How's the compression? Because the the Xbox One streaming, there's definitely uh, I, I should qualify that the uh, I'm running it on high. There's quality settings: high, medium, low. Uh, and maybe it's because I'm playing Assassin's Creed 4, which is these beautiful, scenic, Caribbean uh, landscapes. And it's, it's, the compression is, is fairly obvious. You can see everything's a little gritty and dark and almost slightly lower resolution. But how, how do you feel the Steam stacks up? Uh, I'm not much of a video file, so I don't notice a lot right? of that stuff. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me or ruin my experience in any way. I'd probably also be the worst person to talk to about things like FPS and how important it is. Uh, because event, you could show me something and I'd be like, that looks really cool. And then show me something else. I'll be like, Oh, I like the way those mountains look. And I just, <laughs> I just can't see a lot of that. It's not the way I look at things. Uh-huh. So I'm probably not the best person to ask about that. I would say it, it wasn't noticeable to me. Okay. But I think that's it also wouldn't be people. if I'm playing something like gauntlet. Yeah. Well, that will be something I'll, I'll try and continue to test in the future, and we'll see what we get. Uh, I'll maybe even do try and do like a video where I do a side-by-side just for the compression. If I can get, say, like uh, a game that's on both console and on, uh, on Steam, that might be interesting to see what like Assassin's Creed 4 PC version versus Xbox version streamed. Just mm-hmm. to have, you know, apples to apples yeah. kind of comparison. Get, get your hardware nerd out. We've even got a channel it. for that. Hey. It's called The No. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Let's, uh, Let's uh, have your people talk to uh, my people, yeah. and uh, we'll see if we can uh, work something out. I think I know where you sit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we get from Gamescom? There's a, a couple more trailers that are pretty cool. Like the uh, com- game that was completely not on my radar at all was Homefront The Revolution, which is apparently going to get a multiplayer beta on Xbox One this winter. They uh, switched... Developers at one point, right? Well, it sounds like the developers spun off from Crytek. Right. And then they were like, we're going in a different direction. <laughs> Bye. It looked, actually, I was, it was a good enough trailer to kind of get me intrigued about it, where uh, it looked very, obviously, probably running on the same engine, which is why, but it looked like a city-based version of Far Cry, like Far Cry 4. It even had the same detection uh, the same kind of setup where it seemed like you go and unlock a part of the map by grabbing a certain thing, and then it showed you everything on the map around it. The the tie-ins to Far Cry 4 were really strong, so I'm assuming that's just coming with the engine. But uh, I think it might be a really cool game. Plus, it had kind of a, a pop-up weapon selection that was pretty neat, where you could actually modify your guns in the field and that's just swap cool. out scopes and things like that. I only remember, I think the game was delayed, or maybe it was when... The developer spun off or whatever. We did a news story about it, and everyone was mad. Everyone's mad. That's what I think of when I think of 
that game. That's all I remember. <laughs> Just that it made made people everybody angry. angry. I've never played any of the previous Homefront series. So mm. I, yeah, I, I don't know how this would tie in with the rest of them, but mm. uh, it at least got me interested. Yeah. Like I'm willing to give it a shot, especially if I can just get in the beta. There is a game. You're right. There uh, is. There's a game, a time. and it looks so freaking cool. And it's called the something. And it the, was, oh, the something. It's not the squad. I like the sequel what deep is, into the something. God damn it! What is it called? It's not the squad. The squad? It's what? It's damn it! And you're in the city, and it's like in the city. Oh, please help me, Twitter. In huh? the city. The division. The division. Oh, see, the squad was the very squad. close. The division squad. No, no, the I game just, that's not out yet. Yes, Vice, no, I know. Division squad. But it's something that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it's very similar to that, like, uh, yeah, right, overrun so city. Thank you, yeah. thank no, you. I see. I got yeah, it. I got it. I see where you're, you're tying in there. No, it makes this is sense. Why we're friends. <laughs> yeah, no, it does look like it's going to be very similar to that, except thank I you. think uh, this, I don't think this is multiplayer only. I think it's going to have a single player. Which and the division, I, division is multiplayer. I, I think it's, you have a single player thing, right? Is you, there? you can run by yourself into missions and then. Get overwhelmed. Get over, was, you, I, well, is I that was your? I was, yeah, that's your single a, player. Is you can ru- get overwhelmed. Yeah, by things it, it can be played single player. It's just not designed for it. Right. Okay. It's because uh, I was watching an interview with a developer who was basically like, "You can go by yourself, but you can't go very far. Like you might go and get a few things and come back, but if you go too mm-hmm. far, you're just going to get killed. When you're isolated, you're, right. uh, you're in weak. danger. Yeah. It's like kind of, it's sort of like an MMO. In that. Well, it is an MMO essentially. Uh, speaking of which, or uh, not so. M- a semi mo, like a condo mo, uh, little mo, uh, f, uh, mo, few people together hanging out, multiplayer F-P-H-O. online, p h o, yeah, no, that's good, that's that's good. <laughs> I, I I lost track at that point. It's just few people hang out. It's actually a party. <laughs> it's a chill party, though. It's a party game. There's no game. Yeah, just a party. Yeah, well, it's Mario Party, right? It's yeah. chill. Just be there. Have mm-hmm. friends. You want to come over and play FPHMO together? That, that sounds like you're doing taxes or something. Yeah. The Division. Basically like Mario Party. Basically. The patch. <laughs> Let's have the pool. Can we have the pool quote on your game, please? <laughs> <laughs> the no. Well, there was a, let's see. What else we had? We had Quantum Break. Finally had a trailer. Was the sound? It's had, it finally got a date. Broken? Which is 2016. I still, I'm, it's weird. The more I learn about that game, I go, I still don't get it. I just don't. I I will. There's a lot of gameplay, which That's is the time stoppy one, right? That's mm-hmm. the time. Well, you have multiple ways to manipulate time. There's you can apparently like it, from just from what I could see in the trailer, you could kind of cast a bubble to remotely slow down somebody else's time. Ooh. You can slow down everybody's time, or just your time, or uh, manipulate several different ways. And there's you'll run into enemies who also have the ability to step outside of time. That's All of which cool. was a little weird to me because it's like. The one thing I didn't get with some of those instances was you stepped out of time, and then they stepped out of time, and they're shooting bullets at you, and somehow the bullets are still stepped out of time between you and them, because it seems like it's there's things a, that you affect. There's a physics are out of time. What? What? Did you give it like a physics hug? How mm-hmm. does that work? Mm. You give a little physics love. I need. I demand physical explanation of this. It's video game. Shut what up if, and play. All right, what if you step out of time, but your clothes stay in old time? <laughs> okay, you get a million dollars. Uh, there, there was also a trailer for Crackdown Three. Yeah, with uh, fully destructible environments. There was um, the first game I ever played that had destructible environments. I'm going to try and look it up. It was old. Uh, I want to say it had Red, red in the name. Red Faction. I think. Look at that. That's, yeah. I think it was Red Faction. Um, 
I unplayed that game so much. Like, I, I never went through the game. I spent all of my time just, like, lobbing grenades mm-hmm. or something at the ground. and C4 seeing, was big in that one, and, yeah. Yeah, maybe it was C4, and just, like, destroying the ground around me. Just cons- I would do it for hours. I would just destroy the ground and see if I could maybe get down to where it couldn't be destroyed anymore. I was always so mad That's when how I ran I played into that undestro- game. destroyable things. Like, there would be supports or something, like... Mm. But that was pretty cool. And then they, with the uh, Armageddon, I think they kind of lost a lot of that. But uh, the Red Faction that was on the 360, which was between Armageddon and Red Faction, which might even be the one that you're talking about. No, um, actually, no, there was I'm Red Faction, sure. Red Faction 2. I and seem there to recall was it being um, on Gorilla. Gorilla PC. was a really good one. This was an older one. Yeah, that would be Red Faction or Red Faction 2. Okay. Which were decent, but they were much more kind of Quake era. Uh, games probably the first a one. lot flatter would they were really cool because they were one of the few first games that you could do that and honestly there weren't there's not a lot i mean to have that level of destructive environments i really liked it when they got to gorilla i didn't even play armageddon because after the demo i was like eh. hmm. they didn't tickle my fancy which is not the point of any of this conversation <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> Where All do we right, start with this? Everybody, the cheesy bites have made us a little loopy. I'm, I'm a little high on cheesy bites. Can I have another cheesy bite? Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about a story. Uh, I'm going off your script here, Ryan. I have but a I script? I want to talk about the story, your little link. You, you, have a, you have a list of cool things I'm, that we I'm can talk about. I'm just reading about me undies. No. You undies. You would. <laughs> um, I got you a, a thing. Yeah. Okay. Me. There's a... Uh, I, I was telling you about this earlier, Ryan, because I was very excited. Yeah. There is... Now it's a party. I hope it hasn't been claimed in the time that we're on the patch and the hour ago I checked it. But there is a Super Mario 64 glitch that someone has put a $1,000 bounty on <clears throat> if you can recreate it while running a program that basically takes all of the game's commands and itemizes everything in the code that's happening so that they can figure out how and why this glitch works. Did they actually call it a bounty? Because that's yes. awesome. Like, Bring me the head of Mario. I love it. It's, it literally says Super Mario 64 glitch <laughs> bounty, which is amazing. I, and we just got off of game, Summer Games Done Quick where people exploit glitches all the time for you know time trials and all that, like going fast. Um, And this is just in that same vein, and I think it's really, really cool. Basically, what happened, you might be able to find the video um, in the time that I'm talking. I don't, it's a little hard to find. But um, basically, what happened is there's a glitch in Super Mario 64 that allows you to, sorry, allows you to warp up in an environment that basically shoots you straight up. Obviously, that's really handy for speedrunners and people who want to go fast. Um, And they've Figured out how to do that in some instances, but this particular glitch, which happened live on someone's Twitch stream and had never been seen before, doesn't it defies all the rules for what they thought they were able to do to warp straight up. So now they're trying to figure out what in the code is happening, and people are like deciphering screenshots, and I love it. It's how old is that game? And people are still finding new awesome glitches in it. New ways to break it. Yes. Wow, that's a pretty that. protracted QA period. And you get $1,000 if you do it. The guy will give you a grand. I wonder, does he get to, whoever gets the money, but do they also get but, to, do they get to name it? Oh. Is it going to be like the Picard maneuver? Oh, that would be that's awesome. Star Trek reference. That would be awesome though, right? Yes. Give it a really cool name. Oh, uh, what, I, do you have to name it after yourself or can you no, just you name can it whatever? No, you can name it whatever you want. What would you name it? Fancy Cole Medina. 
Oh, that's a really good one. Thanks. Wow. That you. I was gonna call like you meant that. The banana phone <laughs> switch, but I don't like. That's not my good, stupid. Actually. I hate it. Banana. I like funky cold Medina. It's fancy cold Medina. Oh. I can't. But... Well, funky cold Medina is trademarked. So you is can't... it trademarked if you say it in a song? Uh, copyrighted? Yeah, maybe. I, I'm pretty sure that that's a you can fancy cold Medina. That's a unique enough string of words that funky you're like warm that doesn't Medina. come up with a lot of conversations. Not a lot of people talking about the so funky cold Medina. This is the guy's Twitch stream. First of all, you're genius in the booth for finding it. But this is the guy's Twitch stream where the glitch happens. Um, he's running up on these platforms and jumping and getting red coins, and then very suddenly he is at the top oh of that. So how did that happen? How did he get up there? And that's all they want it just for the sake of being able to save like a second or two to clear to the top of the stage. Well, but if they can figure out, because what the guy goes on to explain in this game is that they figured out if they're between two different types of ceilings, they can do it at any point in the game. They can warp upward if they jump at a precise angle between two ceilings in the game. They don't know why this one works. So if there's a way to exploit it, they could potentially use it over and over and over again. So it could be a save of, you know, minutes even in a speed run, hmm. um, which could be really, really cool. Also, for Summer Games Done Quick, I love that they were like, we do this thing, it takes 97 inputs, and it saves about 15 seconds. But it's like, everybody does. I love, I love that it's like, oh, 15 seconds is a pretty big damn save. That is a big save. When those guys are, I mean, some of those games were ending within like three seconds of each other. If you could do something that hacked 15 seconds off, you yeah. would just annihilate the competition. It's amazing. I absolutely love that they do stuff. Did they watch so, like game footage? So they go home like, oh, oh, yeah. That's, oh, absolutely. no, I see what he did there. That was really. The guy in this video shows itemized game code commands that they look through and figure out what that means and what the game is executing at what exact second. Here's, here's the trick though, right? Is So you finally figure out what this is. Do you share it yes. for the sake of the speedrunning community and its benefit? And then if so, you've given up your advantage in the next race. Wow, you, do sure. it, you use it yourself once and then the cat's out of the bag. They're going to figure it out anyway. Then you put your name on it. Yeah, I think you. Well, I think the speedrunning community is very close knit, and if you're, you could not share it. You could say, "Well, figure it out for yourself." Somebody else will figure out what happened, and then you're the asshole who didn't share your. And they're all very close knit and tight knit, so you just like basically like ostracize yourself from your whole community that you're trying to help out there. So they're very. They always share tricks and and figure it out. And the nice thing is, actually, you saw during summer games so quick. They're all like, "So and so figured out how to do this." Shout outs to so and so. Like they're they're always really nice and give credit. So oh, you fine. share it if you want to play nice. You share it. You do do it. For, you get a world record time first, so it's your world right, record there you time. Go. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. As long as you get your name on the board. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Then okay, you share no, it. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. All right. Well, uh, hey, when you look good. Uh, <laughs> when you look good, you feel great. It's a cliche because it's true. Me MeUndies understands this, and that's why they've designed underwear that makes you look and feel fantastic to anyone that you happen to show it to. MeUndies mm. is, is made from Why did you Mogul. just wink at us? <laughs> I mean, you know, you happen to show it to. You being my audience at the moment. Also out there, for anyone that you happen to show it to. That's more like <laughs> it. Is that better? All right. Yeah. Now, you wanted me to wink at more people? Yeah. All right. MeUndies is made of modal. A fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. That's twice as soft as whatever underwear you're wearing right now. I'm not judging. MeUndies has tons of colors and styles, and the only place to get matching pairs for men and women. So you can, you know, have, like, a style off. Do you ever want to look? Do I, I've never wanted to match someone's panties. Oh, come on. What really? About, yeah, don't you want to have a his and her? When you and Gavin, you come out of the, the, the closet at the same time, you're like... 
Never. Oh. And then you like leap into the air and touch parts. Touch what? Just whatever touch you what? got. You know, whatever happens to hit. What, 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 what are they going to do? Touch dicks? I mean, no. You can, when him you, and Gavin come out of closets, they always touch dicks. That's how it goes, yeah. When we come out of adjoining doors, we have to... Yeah, that's just that's how men work, right? Yeah. The closest I get is I do I do chest bumps with Bernie. I'm going chest bump. <laughs> it goes to like his belly button because I'm yeah. tiny. Nailed it. Well, if you don't want that to happen, they release a new design every month. Uh, plus, we all know that paying for shipping sucks, so Miandes has removed that from the equation. All orders in the U.S. and Canada. There you go. Ship for free. MeUndies has even has a money-back guarantee. If you don't love your first pair, you get to keep it for free. You literally have nothing to lose. Nothing. Except my respect. You're so intense today. <laughs> to sweeten the deal, MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first order at MeUndies.com slash the patch. That's a special offer just for our listeners. Make sure you go to MeUndies.com slash the patch to get 20% off your first order and so that they know that we sent you and that we love you and wanted you to have something nice to gird your loins with. I think that Ryan really practices the carrot and the stick. There's a little bit of winking going on, like, hey, you want to show him? And he goes, but I won't respect you if you don't get this. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> like, you fear no. him, but you also, like, want his approval really badly. Right. Yeah. Are you negging, Ryan? <gasps> Ryan, did you Am neg I? me? Oh, my God. Ryan, Ryan, you negged the audience. That wasn't negging, was it? You negged Ryan's, the audience. Ryan loves the game. That's Ryan's favorite book. I, everybody knows now. It's Everyone a, knows It's the secret. game that I accidentally play, I guess. I didn't even know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, hey, while you guys are talking about that, or sorry, eating those, you're you kind of busy at the moment, so I have I have something to tell you that's okay. not ad related. But this is the other really big story that was like kind of blew me away this week. Uh, so the Dinklebot's out. Dinklebot's out. He's been ding- de-dinked. Yeah. R.I.P. Dinklebot. They're gonna when they're going in to record Nolan North to do the new voice of the ghost. Ghost. Yeah. We have to actually remember what it's called now. Uh, the ghost, they're going to retcon him all the way back through the entire game. Yes, they said they... I understand that they want it for consistency, but it just feels like such a slap in the face. Like, <laughs> he... Peter Dinklage is an amazing actor. Somebody else... I refuse to believe. Somebody else fucked up here. Like, if it's a, a vocal direction, if it was the writing, I don't know, but somebody screwed up and they actually used his, like, run-through takes for everything and they didn't use the final footage and I refuse to believe Peter Dinklage couldn't have done a better job. I, you know, I haven't heard really glowing reviews of his voice work in the Game of Thrones game either. So it's entirely possible that he's... I mean, he's an amazing actor. It might be that he's not a voice actor. That's true. But that said, that's so, that sucks. Has anyone been, like, recast in a game before? Like, in, like retcon recast? <laughs> I don't Has that ever happened? Well, you remember how many times Nico talked after that guy had a little bit of a discussion with uh, Rockstar? Not much. Yeah, that's, yeah. I just feel really bad because... But they didn't recast him. That's very true. They just uncast him. Like, uh, you no <laughs> longer talk. decast. Nico Tung. Strong, strong silent type. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have um, a friend of mine who's a professional voice actress, and she's actually a director for um, some of the Resident Evil games. She was, like, the director for the vocal performances. And she would talk about how some of the actors would struggle so hard with some of their lines that they would actually take words from one take, and sometimes you hear, a, like, in a complete sentence, and it's seven different takes but they still get the best possible action and acting that they can get out of those actors but i just don't believe that they were like yeah nailed it let's go next one nicely done yeah, yeah. way to okay. go okay nice good read pete 
Well, they're not changing the writing either, so it's going to be the exact same lines. I like the idea of calling him Pete. Pete. Yes, good job, <laughs> <Thanks>, Pete. Pete. <laughs> Next line, Pete. Well, I'm interested to see what Nolan North does with it. Obviously, he is the voice of video games um, at this point, so he does an amazing job. I'm sure he'll do great. I just, I kind of feel for he does a great job. Troy Baker does a great job. Yeah, Are we going to get too. any like new voice actors at any point? Well, I'm sure there are a lot know. of male voice actors trying to break into the industry. They're like, like oh, great, Nolan North got it. Oh, great. Oh, <laughs> oh Troy Baker. All right, awesome. Yeah, it is. It's weird. Like those two come up all the time, yeah. and it's a weird thing because there are hundreds of voice actors. There are so many games that come out, and they all feature a lot of different talent. But those two seem to crop up in everything. Even sometimes Nolan North will be additional voices. What? What do you mean additional voices? You came in to record like, oh, that one's a sneaky one. Just like as a background character. <laughs> Absolutely. And have somebody say that stuff, right? But still, somehow he's in every game. Every single one. Well, that's what's so cool, actually, about having lived with a voice actor is she would come in and be like, oh, I recorded lines for this game. I'm 17 different characters. And they would do it all in one vocal session. So they probably tacked it onto the end of, like, great, we'll have you do your last of a session. Could you just do, like, six other grunts that we'll hear in the game? Like, they, they do stuff like that constantly. It's really, really cool. But the thing that gets me is that they're using... Uh, Nolan North, I mean, uses his real voice for Drake. So... Are we going to get his real voice again? Like, you can only use your real voice so many times. Like, H. John Benjamin, you can pick him out of anything because he uses his real voice for that. So, like, do we get, are we going to start getting an oversaturation of that voice? Well, do you want to hear Nolan North or do you want to hear a different, well, I mean, it's, I got to think that part of what the performance we got with Peter Dinklage was by direction. Now, whether they've realized from the blowback on the current one that it was not that great of an idea. But... Which is weird. Now, we'll get into the, the reaction mm-hmm. now that he's being recast, but go on. Finish your point. So, I mean, the, I feel like they're going to push him to do, be at least a little bit mechanical, a little bit robotic. Uh, well, Nolan North talked about that in an interview. He said, we, we want to give him as much life as possible, but we don't want to be unrealistic. Mm-hmm. What? Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want it to be an unrealistic flying globe that follows you around and has somehow resurrected you from death while you were in a car. Nailed it. Yeah. He doesn't but have time to tell you. Realism. Or did he, he have time to tell you. you why he doesn't have time to tell you <laughs> how the voice acting should That be. was my favorite part. Of the, they did a new trailer, and Nolan North does the voiceover on it uh, for the, the, uh, the Taken King. And uh, at the end of it, it's like, become a legend. And like all that says to me is that you become a legend, and then no one will ever tell your story again. Because right. legends are not spoken of in this universe. I'm like, no time for legends. <laughs> or if you want to find out about it, you just need to go check out a website somewhere that has all that information. It's not in, not in the game so much. Yeah. I think we're going to, like, as voice actors, like, look at, uh, is it is Troy Baker who does the Joker, right? He took over as the Joker, he but took over as the Joker. Mark Hamill really did the basis for the voice, and I think Mark Hamill did Arkham Knight, mm. but I could be wrong. Troy Baker took over for Origins, I believe. I could be off by one. Yeah, so he's he's in Origins, and he does mm-hmm. it like you would never know. It's pretty spot on. If you didn't on. know that, he, that it was Troy Baker. He really uses his voice as a talent and takes on a completely different character. I'm, you know, I, these guys are professionals. I'm hoping that's what we'll do. I don't know what that means the ghost is going to sound like, but hopefully it doesn't sound anything like Drake because that'd be super weird. But people are now getting really upset about uh, Dinklebot being recast. They're like, <laughs> no, he was like, he's a robot. Of course he sounded mechanical and monotone. Well, they've got I wasn't f- that bothered by it. I, I, I don't give a shit I, about what the ghost is pretty... like. It was, when I, when I first heard it, when I was playing the game, 
I was less than impressed. I was like, oh, oh, Tyrion. Oh, dear. <laughs> but I wonder if it's like it's crossed that point to now the game has been out for a year and people are like that. They've had that voice with them for a year and they've just gotten used to it and and taken taken that monotone voice into their hearts. And now they're really pissed because they they're, it's going to change. Oh, oh, but for most people, they haven't had it with them for a year. They've had it for the beginning of the game and then nothing for yeah, the last two DLC packs because he's not at all in he, – I mean, he doesn't speak at all in any of the other DLCs. Mm-hmm. So, like, I also wonder if there's some sort of issue where they couldn't get him back. Or where, where he couldn't – like, he refused. He saw the blowback and was like, screw it. I'm not doing that anymore. Recast yeah. me then. Like, I'm not going to put I myself could, up there for I could totally see that. Just so, be like, nah. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't negotiate any well, additional stuff. Or, like, maybe the additional stuff was – Originally, it was negotiated with Marty, and so they nullified that contract when Marty left, or... Well, here's the thing, too. So Left. Yeah. Decided to leave of his own accord completely. Uh, with this new expansion that's coming up with Taken King, they're releasing it you know, in that big bundle, which really makes it seem like they're aiming to get a lot of people who have completely untouched right. the game, or have completely nev- never played the game, so... Those people will get this entirely new experience without ever having heard the Dinklebot. Absolutely. And that's actually kind of Luke Smith, the creative director over at Bungie, was talking about that specifically. He was saying, we want Nolan North's ghost to take you from level one to level 40, which would only obviously happen if you're either starting a new character or if you've never played the game before. Well, and there'll still be a giant gap unless they're going to add in additional dialogue for the, as you said, he's completely absent from the two expansions in between. Like, he doesn't even say the, just the normal, like, hey, you know, yeah. just idle stuff that you get sometimes in, in the first part of the campaign. So it's really weird that your ghost is like, ah, oh, man, I, I got a throat thing. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to be quiet for a little while. Maybe, just, um, maybe it's, just, it's just a malfunction with the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the speaker. That would be great if it kicks yeah. back in, like it starts over the next one. It's like, just, ah, ah. oh, yeah, there we go. Much better. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love Claptrap, so I guess I'm not that picky with voices. He never annoyed me. Claptrap had a lot of personality, though. I love Claptrap. That he had like, people hate him. Claptrap loses personality, though. He does. That was the complete opposite end of the robot spectrum. That's I know. like, hey, I have a lot of things going for me. And Dinklebot's like, hey, man, like, back to life. Cool, right? You know who Dinklebot always reminded me of was uh, Marvin, the depressed mm-hmm. robot <laughs> from Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, he was played by Alan Rickman in the. Uh, he was, it was the movie, right? The one that they, the, the movie adaptation they movie, made. Yeah. Uh, and it was voiced by Alan Rickman. It was that same sort of thing. Like, yeah, well, I guess this is what we're doing now. He's just always sad. He well, sounded like that. He did. He really did. Now I wonder because they're going to have to essentially, unless they really kind of retrim every cinematic and and timing in the game. He's going to have to maintain the same pacing to his words. Now, you can play with that a lot, but it'd be weird if it's like he got finished his line and he, he read it so much more enthusiastically and it's just like, yeah, we did it. You're right, Dinkle. We got <laughs> Yeah. Well, the thing that was interesting, too, is that Nolan North said in an interview he didn't listen to any of Peter Dinklage's lines. Ooh, so he has, shut he, down. Yeah, he said he never – he told him specifically he did not want to hear his performance because he didn't want any preconceived notion of what it should sound like. Which is so – You know, as an, as an artist, I can see being really totally. good as like a – we're replacing this role. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, weird, I just though, think right? it's interesting to see – you don't hear what you have to work with. Like if you're ADRing a movie or a game or anything like that, you're looking at something and going, okay, that's how I said it there. All right, here we go. And then you say it again. Like you, you want to get the same cadence, like the same timing. So are they just saying like, great, Nolan, you have about five seconds here. 
make make that sentence five seconds long. Is that even believable though? I mean, so this is but this this one's mouth doesn't move. That's yeah. very so true. It's like they don't have to they don't have to worry about syncing or anything like that. They just need to get the lines out. Well, That's I very mean, true. Nolan North is a professional video game voice actor, and this is one of the biggest video game voice actor blowback controversies that we've had in quite a long time. Yeah. He really just paid no attention to this. Like, oh yeah, that sounds bad for that guy. I don't need to know about it though because I'm. Awesome. I think that's I, I he agree is with awesome you? though. He's so handsome. <laughs> he, he is. Although I won't say it. We'll talk about it later. He is very handsome though. Um, uh, hold on. You want to do what like you, a Meundies jumping no, cuts with him? I just feel like when I see Drake and then I see him, he's just like a slightly older version of Drake, and I'm like, oh, I'm comparing you, and it's not. You're just not <laughs> as handsome. I just Drake. I just sorry. I just like. He eats well, like a fine wine. Yeah. <laughs> I just, when I see Plus, he's just North, really... I'm like, oh, you're just not not young enough to play him in a movie. That's I, so close. I met him a couple years ago when I was working at IGN, and I was just like, oh, I'm absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure I'd he be like. He got me. He got me. Hi. I just feel like he has to live to an impossible standard because he plays one of the sexiest men in video games. But I also agree. I never really thought of that. I, I guess I agree with you that I think it's a little strange that he never went to see what all the fuss was about. I would. I mean, yeah. I would. Yeah, I would be curious what all this what all this nonsense is about. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes there'll be writers mm. who don't read stuff while they're working on a project because they don't want that to they don't want to even subliminally bring that into whatever they're working on. They don't want to carry that baggage with them. So, as he's constantly working on projects, I could see how it would be difficult to listen to other stuff if you're trying really hard to create something new without external factors. Right, but when the blowback started, he wasn't involved with the project. So, like, but he was involved think, with other projects. Right, but you wouldn't think like he. It's not like he's thinking like, oh, don't listen to that because I don't want that to get into my head. He's he he wasn't involved with Destiny at all at that point. So I would think, just as a human being, not as like a professional, just as a human being, you'd probably be like. What does that sound like? I want to hear what everybody's talking about. Just to find out what everybody's talking about. But maybe he didn't want to internalize it and bring any element or even like overreaction, like overcompensation to whatever project he was working on at the time because he's always working on something. Sure. I love this idea that he showed up, he listens to it and shows up the next day to do Uncharted 4 lines. He's like, oh, look at that. Damn it. Tingle <laughs> in my head. <laughs> um I think we're getting yeah, we're we're close to it. But I have one thing I want okay, to well, you is that, Did you guys hear about the game that you can't beat on Steam? Yes. <laughs> Journey of the Light. I'm, I, it was someone on this site, um, as a track, reminded me of it. Uh, and boy, the people are going deep into tracking down this issue, like trying to nail really it It's really crazy. So for those who haven't heard of it, the game was called um, Journey of the Light or Journey to the Light. Let me, I got to look it up. There we go. Um, Journey of the Light. And it's a game, it's intentionally marketed as an incredibly difficult game. It consists of eight chapters, uh, theoretically. Mm -hmm. We say theoretically because no one has ever beat the first one. And, like, it basically, like, it's just one level. No one's ever beat it. The creator hasn't even beat. He's got the achievements for chapters one, two, and three. Yeah, but he, even the creator doesn't have the yeah, achievements have for the, the later chapters. So it's like the game, the rest of the game just doesn't exist for all intents and purposes. As far as anyone's been able to prove, yes. Right. How is that? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? A game that's impossible. There have been difficult <coughs> games before. Like there was one that only thirty people ever managed to beat because it was you had to have like video editing skills and HTML and you had to know all this stuff. And so it's one of those insanely difficult, intentionally games. I don't think that was a sold game though. Uh, well, let me that look was, up what that was. It was like an intellectual kind of uh, sort of experience. But Not it wasn't... Prawn. There we go. Yeah. 
But I don't, that wasn't for money, I don't think. I don't think you put out cash to play that. Well, there was a similar controversy with oh God, Love Plus... Love plus plus. We talked about it once on the patch. It's uh, there's an achievement in it that's impossible to get. It will never be unlocked. And the game creator came out and said, "I will never unlock it." This is not me saying that you have. And people went super deep ARG level uh-huh. trying to figure out how to unlock it. There is no way to unlock it. And I say that's really lame. So the I say the same thing that to nobody him. unlocked. Right. Uh, it's for love. Love pl- hate plus apparently plus. Hate have, plus. Apparently we have a lot of them now because yeah, there's so people have gone all the way down into the files on this game. Right. Just just kind of to like. Do some hash comparisons to see if the, it's the exact if the rest trick, even like exists. level one versus level two is the same size, which they are all the same size and have the same creation date. Right. And now so people were people asking are theorizing for, that there is there are no eight levels. There is only mm-hmm. one level, and that the game itself is a scam. Right. It's just completely impossible. Now the guy, and I've seen the most recent update I saw was the developer Lord Kaz. I want to say yeah uh, has responded and said, "Oh my gosh, uh, I did a." a a fix in late July, and it it did. I did something horrible. Thank you so much for noticing. I accidentally broke it. It it you really couldn't do anything, but I'm gonna fix it. Don't worry. And everyone's like, mm. get your Steam refunds in now, kids, because that sounds like a scamity scam scam. <laughs> he also complained about the Steam refund. Pro- uh, he showed a, like a graph of his sales ever since that has become a thing. It's like. Uh, since Steam made it easier for people to like out my scam, my sales have really dropped. It's really bad. Which the way that works is you can only get a refund within the first two hours. So if you play more than two hours of the game, oh, that's you can really no longer... shitty. Steam's got to step in on stuff that, like this. Well, that um, that it's games like this that may or may not be total scams show the importance of something like Steam refunds. But that two-hour thing is not. That's got to be fixed. Do you make it a sliding scale of here's on average how long it takes to beat if you – you can even use our favorite new website, How Long to Beat, and see if it takes more than – if you're more than 20% into a game, then deal with it. If you're not, then you can have the refund. Two hours is just – especially because there are so many short games. We play a ton of short games for Game Club, like and that seems unfair to games that are cheap and short. Well, yeah. But also for games like this that are incredibly hard that you think, like, well, I just haven't mastered it right. yet. I just haven't mastered it. And then two hours have gone by, and now you can't get any money back for what is essentially a scam. Steam has to Steam has to step in on uh, something like I this. I mean, I gotta, the Game Club experience has really given me an interesting perspective on the fact that playing anything for two hours, I'm already to the point where it's like, okay, I can play this for more than two hours, or I never want to see this game again. Very true. And that, I think, is what the intent of the refund program is. So that if you fall under that, like... Oh, this really isn't fun. More than is it a scam? Is it broken? You know, six hours in, it's did I enjoy playing this? And if I don't, then I don't want to yeah. continue. I guess there just should just be some sort of reporting policy for if you know so many people report this as a scam, which this game sounds like it is. Which Steam has taken actions in the past for games that either stopped development, uh, especially more so with like early access things. Mm, yeah. Like so. there was that, was it Earth Year 2066? Yeah, the uh, oh. the one that just, it just, the game fully did not work. There was no game. Well, it wasn't what it was marketed as. It sort of worked. It was just a giant turd. I mean, it was ugly and it was very low poly and the guy never seemed to put any work into it. It was low poly There we go. Turds. Earth Year 2066. Mm. They hurt coming out. Nailed That's it. the problem. <laughs> okay. um, so Steam has done it before, mm-hmm. but... They've stepped in when they needed to. I'm sure they will step in in this case if it becomes an issue. Which it sounds like it is. But it sounds like it's become an issue, so I'll be interested to see what their response is very, very soon. When did this game actually come out? This um, 
Journey I, of the I'm Light. Sure. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm he said sure he had an really update access. in July or something. That's what Ryan said. The, yeah, late July, supposedly, he broke it. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, how did no one notice this time? And I think the part of the answer is probably not that many people playing the game in the first place. It's probably, probably not, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody. He even he hasn't beat his later levels. Well, he's beaten the level one not by even, achievement. Not even tested them? by achievement, right? Yeah, did by he achievement. clip through a wall and then now mm, he's in level two? Probably. I mean, let's be honest. He probably did not. I play want a thousand dollar bounty on this game. <laughs> Bring me the end of level one. Bring me the head of level one. <laughs> I think we should. We're we're pretty much at time. Yep. Time for wrap yeah, up. Time. So this this released in May. May is it released May twenty second, and still no one has got past the first levels. So. Well, it's been broken for a few weeks. So give him time. He'll roll it back and then I'll be good. And you can turn off the lights because that's the hint that he's given is you turn off the lights and then somebody turn off all the lights but they can't turn off the last light and now they don't know what to do. Nailed and it. Apparently there's a hint on the trading card but you only get the trading card after the two hour ref- refund period expires. Such a scam! The Look hint is it's a scam. Thanks for <laughs> your money. It is. Ha ha! Got your money. <sighs> So, uh, oh, hello. hi, Patrick. Oh, he's trying not to be noticeable. I no, think, that's okay. I didn't know if the wave was notice up, me Patrick? or don't notice me. <laughs> no, he's giving us a stretch out because our graphic uh, reset. We ran too long. We, we ran too long. the graphic. Oh, look. Oh, no, the patch has started over. We have to go for another hour. All right. Welcome to the patch. Hey. <laughs> this week with Ryan. Oh, did we, we not do that at the beginning? <laughs> Ashley. I was so yes. excited about the cheesy bites. All right. <laughs> we totally forgot. We're, we're losing our food privileges directly <laughs> after this is over. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We will be doing a patch panel at uh, RTX, yes. and that will go up next week as the regular scheduled patch. And uh, we will be doing Game Club right after this, and we'll do a Game Club where we're next playing week as Hot well. Date. Uh, playing is a strong word. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. The Game Club. Now with. 34% less game. And 35% I think you're going to say guts. like 34% less Gus. That's where I thought you were going with well, it. No, it's in, or is it 200% less Gus? It would, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But Depends he's still on the here day. with us. Like his spirit, I think, makes up at least 100 165-ish percent. 160-ish okay. percent. So you think his actual presence is only worth like 33? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, his physical presence. All right. Well, today we're not talking about that. We're talking about... We got real spiritual, real quick. Yeah. Hot date. Yes. Um, your hot date specifically? Yeah. My third wheel. It's called. This is called hot third wheel. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Someone should make a third wheel simulator. That's like what you do if you're the third wheel on a date. That's, I'm surprised that, that doesn't exist already. That yeah. keeps tricycles up. I don't know what everybody's problem with third wheels is. Or if you've got having to have training wheels, that third well, it's kind it's of like a four there's third a three wheel, wheel configuration at the back. Like you guys just have a good time. I'm gonna come over here and I'm gonna date if, some pugs. If you had training wheels and you only had two wheels, then you would fall over one direction. So see the third wheel is critical there. I appreciate Right, but it. there's four in use. Hey, hey Ryan. What, what if it was Ryan? a unicycle with training wheels? Ryan, well, then I agree. Stop with that. propositioning people on camera. Okay, I see how that. I'm I'm expanding. I'm I'm making justifications for there being a third wheel. I'm stoking a flame. No, oh no, yeah, this is the bellows. I'm I'm working at a blacksmith apparently. Uh, Okay, that's not going to make any sense in the audio version, but it does for us. He's making an obscene hand gesture. It's not obscene. It's the it's a triangle. It's It's accidentally obscene. They can't see. Accidentally obscene. There. Um, that's a great. That would be a great album name for a band. Accidentally, accidentally obscene. obscene. So we're playing hot date where you date pugs. And right. Oh, plays wearing, a strong that's, that's word. probably what's made us feel all sassy. I'm wearing pug socks. You can't <laughs> see them. <laughs> <laughs> Take your shoe off. 
There's there pugs. you go. Look at there's pugs all over it. Yeah. There's some pugly socks. And, and there are actually more variety on my oh, socks oh. than there. Oh, sock cam. Look at that. Yes. Uh, there's actually more variety in the, the pug socks than there are in the actual game. <laughs> it was kind of weird, right? Yeah. If, if yeah. first I didn't realize that it was pug speed dating and then you moved on to different pugs, I was like, why are you calling yourself by a different name now? <laughs> because I'm flowers! They, they look exactly the same. Uh, yeah. It would have been nice to have some kind of visual marker, like a collar or a flower Accessories in the ear, of some kind. Or... Anything really different responses to questions? Well, they do have somewhat different. Y'all have their different preferences. Yes. Every one of them I asked about hobby is like, I know what you really want. Fine, I'll tell you. <laughs> Did you not get that? They were no, really I every time I, I asked didn't about get that response. I got surly pugs. Every they're, time I asked, yeah. I was like, hey, oh, they were all surly. What are your hobbies? And they're like, I know what you're really thinking about. I know what's on your mind. All right, fine. And then they give me a hobby and like, what's yours? By the end of it, I was so ticked off. I was like burning your face with that fire. I mean, <laughs> you could write in something and just it would always it went real bad. See, burning I got, your face I got with one that, that fire. I wrote that one. <laughs> wow, I got um. One, they made they me mad. Me I was good at Mario Kart. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, it was nice. They liked it. If I was rude to them, they really seemed to like it. In fact, um, at one point, um. I forgot that there's a time limit on each of the questions that you have to ask or answer. And after that, it just moves along. And I forgot about that. I walked away from the computer. And when I came back, I don't know how many speed dates I was through at this point, but I came back to the computer and there was a pug sitting there waiting for me to say something and just said, I love you. <laughs> so I ignored the pug into love. Apparently, that's what you do. Yeah, I did. Um, I did get one pug to like me by saying that I had a newt collection. They were very. He was very excited. Like, do I? So None of them are into R and memorabilia. Oh my gosh! Or nineties, nineties memorabilia. They really don't like R Kelly. Yes, they really. They don't have like a, R Kelly. Pugs don't like R Kelly. One of the uh, one of the pugs that I speed dated told me they really liked the recent episodes of The Simpsons. Really? <laughs> no, it's still yeah. on. Yeah. I think I mentioned it, and the, the pug I was talking to was not a fan. Hmm. Hmm. That just tells you that they all have personalities. How ridiculous is this game? Who came up with a game where you speed date pugs? And how did they make it go so horribly? I feel like butt-sniffing pugs was like they were just happy to do anything, and, and Hot Date is like they're angry doing everything. They're, I do yeah. like the idea of, like, mean dogs. Like, you're dating a dog that's just mean to you. It's because you're a cat person, and cats are mean to you. So it's basically a dog with a cat yeah. personality. Or maybe yeah. that's just pugs. Also, my, I mentioned that I was playing this game to my wife. It was like it's a game about uh, pugs speed dating, and her comment was, "I hope it doesn't go well because pugs snore really loudly." <laughs> yeah, like, oh, they're like terrible. They're brachycephalic. I like that. That's her one input on that is like, they're gonna snore. You're gonna be sorry. Straight to the medical issues. Yeah, right. Leave it to the vet. At least it wasn't a bulldog. They have much worse issues. They do. Don't are they're pugs the ones whose eyes pop out? Yes, they can prolapse their How eyes. How weird easily. would that be if, like, you're in the middle of you're in the middle of your day with a pug, and all of a sudden it just goes. Whoop. At least I'd be able to identify it. Then it would look You'd different from the other ones. We'll call you Dangles. Blow. <laughs> Have one eye that's always looking down here. Uh, one of the things that's cool about this game is it's it's sort of free. You can download it without paying anything if you want. So you can just be like. Dating pugs is ridiculous, but it's also pay what you want, so yeah. you can go back and... I actually, I downloaded it for free because I was in a hurry, and then went back and donated a bunch because I thought it was just ridiculous. Yeah. It's so ridiculous that it tickles my fancy, and I love it. I forgot that this is going to sound really dumb. Uh, I didn't realize that pounds are as valuable as they are. 
Like, I was like, oh, $3.99, awesome. But I ended up paying like $7 for this game. I was like, oh, damn you, dollar. You better. Do you just, you have to date a lot of pugs so you get your dollar's worth? I mean, it's fine. I I feel fine. It was definitely worth seven bucks. This could be a really good thing to keep around if you ever are feeling like, oh, I'm amazing. Everything about me is amazing. And you go, I need kind of an ego check. (laughs) Just date a dog who's going to be mean to you. Yeah. Just go play a couple of rounds and then suddenly, wham, grounded again. There's no end game to this, too, right? Like, you can't actually win. I haven't got win to an game. end of any kind. It seems to be apparently infinite pugs. Yeah. I, mean, it got, I, I went as long as I could. It got to where, when it asked my name, I would just kind of slam my face into the keyboard <laughs> a couple times, and whatever came up was my name. I'm pretty sure I started naming myself Pharaoh Magnificent. <laughs> just wow. Like, like, you know, like just crazy, bizarro That's stuff. an awful lot of typing each time. I named myself Carmen Chiquita another time, too. <laughs> I decided I was a spy that time. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you know, on the trail of Carmen San Diego. Nice. I uh, I was Meg once, and then the, the, he was like, "That's not a very interesting name." And I think the next time I was like Bubbles or something, and they were like, "My name's Flower." And I was like, Great, we go together so well. <laughs> we're like the new Powerpuff Girls. All right, this is a weird game. So overall, we liked it. I don't feel like there's really no, much ooh. else to discuss. It's, don't play it seriously. It's not good. Eh. It's fun. Yeah, give it a Look, couple bucks. It's, it's, it is exactly yeah. what it is. If you go... Don't give it if, seven. That's too much for that game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I agree. If someone says, oh, uh, here's this game about dating sarcastic pugs, you wouldn't play this game and go, this is nothing like what I expected. It is exactly <laughs> what it says it's about, and it's fantastic. That is it's true. Cute. It's just You're like not lulled into those, thinking it's something else. Yeah, it's just one of those weird corner of the internet things that makes... Like, the internet makes this possible... And it's so weird and crazy, and I love it. It's yes. got clever responses. I'll give it that. Like, some of the pugs' interactions are funny. But it starts... It, they get repetitious fairly quickly, at least in, in some of the things I would ask. Uh, and, yeah, it's like, okay, I get it. Maybe also, more. I feel like there was no way to... It would have been cooler if there was a mechanic that showed you, like, it, an actual speed dating. Normally, you get, like, a sheet or something. Don't you get, like, a little checkbox or a sheet that says something about the person? You fill something out? Um, I don't know. I've never speed dated, dated, but I feel like I've seen it on TV. Again? Yes, no. And they'd be like, okay, and I'd be like, I'll never see you again. I'm dating pugs forever. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But I feel like if it been like, oh, I get to like glance, maybe like a 20-second glance at some interests, and then I could use mm-hmm. that to ask them questions, I just feel like I was randomly picking yeah. questions and answers. I get to just like lounge. I forgot I have like a whole thing. No, what's this? <laughs> That's funny, because that's what I did to this one, and then I got uh-huh. moved off of it. Well, I was here first. I was like, oh, ah. We're on it when I go on and it. And Meg's like, no, it's mine. Ah. I, and they're like, fine. I do feel like I'm slowly falling off it, though. No, you, please don't. Well, your you're going to fall into your laptop. Yeah. No, we're all good. I think, I think I've come to a rest right here. Okay. All right, well, let's pick a game yeah. that's good. Pick or a game. Not pug dating. Oh, come on. It was a great game to play. It was not a game. It was an interactive question and answer session with someone that's an asshole. Would you consider, like, I mean, so it's very much like the dating game. Like, just dating. Oh, this is uh, Gus's pick, and it is Massive Chalice. Mass- oh, that's oh, cool. free. On uh, uh, Xbox last month, I believe. Last month? Well, <laughs> suck it. we're going to be I like us and pay full. Oh, screw you. We're yeah. going to pay full price. Um, all right, so we'll, pay, we'll be playing uh, Massive Chalice. We'll be at RTX next uh, week. So uh, the patch uh, that you saw before this, or before, before next week, uh, I don't know how time works, uh, will be from RTX, but we will be doing a game club 
here in the studio. So we will still be playing Massive Chalice next week. All right, and Massive Chalice is available on Xbox One, Windows, and Linux. It's by Double Fine. Oh, sweet. Um, It's a turn-based strategy game that came out. When did that one come out? Yes! (laughs) Everything's a competition. (laughs) When did it come out? Um, (laughs) June. They came out in June. So there it is. Oh, cool. It's, a, it's sort of a turn-based, uh, sort of similar to XCOM from what I saw, but it also had some RPG sort of elements. Huh. Yeah, I think it's, um, I heard it compared, like, if XCOM was fantasy-based. Yeah. Sweet. I haven't played it's it at all yet, so I'll be, I'm really interested to take a look at it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so we'll be back with that. In a little, in a little bit. Yeah, what right. do we say? Is it next week or the week <coughs> after? Yeah, we're doing next week. Next week. week. Yeah. Ne- next week. <laughs> yeah. Did, you, did right. you go back to a pug date there for a minute? No, or? I was busy. Oh, I thought you were going to smack it with your laptop. I was going to try. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Batting with a razor. <laughs> Thanks for the laptop razor. <laughs> it's yeah. good for so many things. All right, next week. Bye. Bye. Club. Now with 34% less game. And 35% I think you're going to say like 34% less Gus. That's where I thought you were going with well, it. No, it's in, or is it 200% less Gus? It would, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But Depends he's still on the here day. with us. Like his spirit, I think, makes up at least 100 165-ish percent. 160-ish okay. percent. So you think his actual presence is only worth like 33? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, his physical presence. All right. Well, today we're not talking about that. We're talking about... Yeah, real spiritual, real quick. Yeah. Hot date. Yes. Um, your hot date specifically? Yeah. My third wheel. It's called, a this is called Hot Third Wheel. <laughs> it's all right. It's, Someone should make a third wheel simulator that's like what you do if you're the third wheel on a date. I'm surprised that, that doesn't exist already. That yeah. keeps tricycles up. I don't know what everybody's problem with third wheels is. Or if you've got, happen to have training wheels, that third, well, it's kind of, it's like a four, there's a three wheel, wheel configuration at the back. Like, you guys just have a good time. I'm going to come over here and I'm going to date if, some pugs. If you had training wheels and you only had two wheels, then you would fall over one direction. So, see, the third wheel is critical there. I right, but there's four in use. Hey, hey Ryan. But what if it was Ryan? a unicycle with training wheels? Well, Ryan, then I agree stop with that. propositioning people on camera. Okay, I see how that. I'm I'm expanding. I'm I'm making justifications for there being a third wheel. I'm stoking a flame. No, oh no, yeah, this is the bellows. I'm I'm working at a blacksmith apparently. Uh, Okay, that's not going to make any sense in the audio version, but it does for us. He's making an obscene Uh, hand gesture. It's not obscene. It's the it's a triangle. It's It's accidentally obscene. They can't see. Accidentally obscene. There. Um, that's a great. That would be a great album name for a band. Accidentally, accidentally obscene. obscene. So we're playing hot date where you date pugs. And right. Oh, plays a strong that's, that's probably what's made us feel all sassy. I'm wearing pug socks. You can't <laughs> see them. <laughs> Take your shoe off. There's there pugs. you go. Look at that. There's pugs all over it. Yeah. There's some pugly socks. And, and there are actually more variety on my oh, socks oh. than there. Oh, 
Sockham. Look at that. Yes. Uh, there's actually more variety in the, the pug socks than there are in the actual game. <laughs> it was kind of weird, right? Yeah. At yeah. first, I didn't realize that it was pug speed dating and that you moved on to different pugs. I was like, why are you calling yourself by a different name now? <laughs> because I flowers. They, they look exactly the same. Uh, yeah. It would have been nice to have some kind of visual marker, like a collar or a flower. Accessories in the ear, of some kind. Or. Anything really different responses to questions? Well, they do have somewhat different. They all have their different preferences. Yes. Every one of them I asked about hobby is like, I know what you really want. Fine, I'll tell you. <laughs> Did you not get that? They were no, really I every time I asked.